Podcast, the podcast that brings you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Saturday, July 9th, 2022, and it's been fucking five months since we've done one of these motherfuckers, and uh, it's been a long time. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's like, I'm excited. I'm starting to get excited about football season. It's great to see your faces and get, uh, be able to talk with you guys about about this year. I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Drew, how you been? Been really good, man. It's been a long off season, but uh, God, I am just so excited to talk football uh, and get into the season. This is always one of my favorite times of year because it's summer, but it's also all this hope um, going into the season with all the off season changes and yeah. roster moves, and then getting into August where we start thinking about fantasy football and drafting our teams at the end of August, early September. It's just a really great time. Um, to be a sports fan, especially an NFL fan. Yeah, all the NFL news that comes out like this part of the season, like part of the off season and on, is like really starts fueling the excitement. Like I've been starting to feel it over the past couple weeks, and I've been looking forward to tonight for like probably about two weeks now because uh, you know it's really starting to feel like we're getting close and like we're starting to get close to off season activity, like actual some more like actual training camp getting started and stuff. So I'm super super stoked. Keith, how the hell have you been, man? Good. Just trying to enjoy the summer as best I can. Uh, it's great to be back with you guys. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. The NFL offseason is always like the longest season of the year. It really is. Uh, this is a great time of year. You guys already said I've started sending out some invitations to, to get our uh, fantasy drafts ready for this fall. Yeah. Uh, we're getting ready to get into training camps here. We've got a couple, a couple weeks here yet where it's kind of the quiet time for the NFL season as far as news and, and all that stuff coming out. So it's really good to sit down here and talk with you guys and get into some of these divisions. Yeah, so uh, we're going to break down each division over the next nine weeks. We've got eight divisions. We've got nine weeks. We're going to do a division uh, breakdown for every week, and then we're going to do our uh, Super Bowl and playoff predictions episode. So we've got uh, a couple weeks out before football action starts, obviously, but um, – being able to actually start talking divisions and make some predictions is pretty exciting, and we're going to be starting with the NFC East and breaking that entire division down and seeing if we have consensus on who we think is going to win the division right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. Hell yeah. You're fucking sick of the scene. Hell yeah. Okay. So, the NFC East. Um, last year, the Cowboys won this division. Um, and going into 2022, they are favored to win the division again. They're plus 115. So, we're going to go by, you know, odds to win the division. We're going to make, uh, you know, talk about each of these teams. So, starting off with the Cowboys, you know, I, they're always – I'm sure, Keith, you're not super enthusiastic going into the year. They lost Amari Cooper. Um, it's the same. It's the same feeling with the Cowboys every single year. They've got talent. They've got dudes on this roster. They've got 
some standout guys on defense, like Micah Parsons could be a complete beast this year. But, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's Mike McCarthy, it's Jerry Jones. It's, tar- it's hard to really put yourself behind this team. I don't think the division's super hard. They've got The division's got a pretty easy uh, schedule. They play the AFC South, um, so they get that this year, so that's pretty nice. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm not super excited about the Cowboys. Um, I, I don't know. Keith, you're the, they're your favorite team. How are you feeling going into the year uh, as a Cowboys fan? Never overly optimistic about this team. Uh, you guys know that. And you're right. It's Mike McCarthy, not exciting. Um, I just feel like over the offseason, the team didn't really do a whole lot to improve. Uh, they, no. they did win the division last year. And what aided them the most, they, they swept the division. They went 6-0 and last year. Uh, but yeah. outside of the division, they're a 500 football team. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, they didn't really do a whole lot. They, I feel like there was more subtractions from this team as, as far as talent goes. As the additions they made in the draft didn't really stand out to me. They went O-line and D-line in the first two rounds. They picked a couple questionable players there. Uh, they added a wide receiver, Jalen Tolbert. He's kind of got a chance there with Amari Cooper leaving. Cedric Wilson left. Uh, you got Michael Gallup coming off of an injury from last year. So they're really going to need CeeDee Lamb to step up um, and kind of figure out what this offense is going to be. They started off last year really running the football really well, and those were the games that they really excelled in. There was a couple of games where yeah. they rushed the ball for over 200 yards, and you know Zeke was healthy kind of down the stretch there i don't think he was fully healthy dak was dealing with stuff all year long so i don't know it's just another year has passed and they didn't really do anything this offseason that offensive line they have that was so great a couple years ago is another year older i just feel like they're they lose depth there almost every single year and they just don't make additions to 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 bring them back so uh the bright spot last year the defense under Dan Quinn, I thought they yep. played immensely better than they did the year before. You already mentioned Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. Those guys uh, were a really nice surprise last year, and I, hopefully they can keep that rolling. I think within the division they're going to be very competitive, but it's the same. As soon as they get outside and go to the playoffs, they're going to let you down probably. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Um, I, I think they're outside of the division games. They do kind of have an easy slate. They get the AFC South and the NFC North. So, I mean, there's some winnable games on their schedule. And, you know, so that's kind of a, a reason to have some optimism. But I think you're right. Ultimately, when they get into the playoffs, when they're going against a Packers or the Bucks um, or the Rams, I don't really see them being able to get through one of those teams. Drew, um, Looking at this team, I know one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is Zeke and his ability to, be, to come back and be the bell cow that he once was. Do you buy into that at all, or do you think that uh, this team's going to go a completely different direction? Yeah, I, I think what we're going to see this year is some and somewhat very familiar to what we saw last year. Um, Zeke started uh, ended the season with 62% of the share in carries. Um, and I think we see probably that 60-40 split again this year. Uh, it's really hard to overlook what Tony Pollard's explosiveness uh, can do to this offense. And they're certainly yeah. going to need um, both those guys, I, I think, in the passing game just to help 
um, the absence of Amari Cooper, who was Dak's favorite yep. target. That is a big deal to me. Um, I know Amari gets hurt. He's injury-prone, but he's still a stud wide receiver who runs some of the crispest routes in the NFL. Uh, that is undeniable. And now we're going to have to have – um, you know, a lot of guys come in and fill that role. I think Dalton Schultz is going to fucking feast this year. I love him in fantasy this year. I just think he's a target monster for Dak. Who? What about CD? Do you think CD is going to be able to go crazy yeah, this year? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's going to have to. I think CD with his smooth route running um, ability uh, can fill that void in that in that number one wide receiver. And he's going to have to because of Gallup still coming off that knee injury. They're going to have to slowly work him in the fold. James Rod- um, Washington is also going to have to step up in that role. Yep. Um, but as Keith alluded to, uh, that line is a little bit of a concern. They could really use a veteran lineman in there, and they, they got rid of Lionel Collins. Um, now, they did replace him uh, with the Tulsa guard, Tyler Smith, and um, he's their first-round pick. He's going to have to He's going to have to step into that role. Um, but – what I'm concerned about for Dallas is is twofold. One is is the line itself. If you get a you get an injury to that line, um, are these other guys going to be able to move positions and still be able to take care of business? Like if Smith gets hurt, yeah. are they going to be able to move um, somebody into his spot and vice versa? Obviously, that's the case for all the teams, but I just don't see looking at their roster the depth. Uh, on that line their starting five is going to be good pff has rated them six overall which is pretty damn good but can they sustain injuries and fill and can guys come in and fill that role um to give dak um that ability to um play that play action um i still think dak in general is the best quarterback in that division period until jalen hurts really shows me something and really makes that next leap up uh, this year, Dak is still the dude, um, and I think that's going to be really a situation where he's going to have to take the team on his shoulders. In 2021, he had eight games with a uh, passer rating of 100 and, and three touchdowns, which was the most in the NFL last year, and only Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes, and um, uh, Manning, Peyton Manning, has ever done that. So that's an impressive list to be on. So I expect Dak to do his thing. I'd like to see him run a little bit more now that the ankle maybe has a little bit more confidence in it. Uh, I'd like to see him run a little bit more. But the other huge question mark for me always with Dallas, and Keith talked about this too, right now Jerry Jones is fucking senile. (laughs) He's an old senile motherfucker who unfortunately (laughs) – has to have the spotlight on him and the drama surrounding Jerry Jones and Jerry world, I really think is a hindrance to this team on um, this it team is, is poised sure. with the additions of Parsons with the additions of Diggs and, and Quinn shoring up that defense and getting these pieces together to work well in offense. They have all that in place, but Jerry Jones for whatever reason, just cannot just step out of the way and just let Dallas be Dallas. It's become this dog and pony show down there in Dallas. And 
I have the same concern with them this year as I had last year. And those are the two yeah. things I really do have concerns about. Can the line stay healthy? And can Jerry Jones just stop with the drama? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like from the optimistic point of view to look at the team, if Jerry Jones isn't a part of it, like maybe James Washington, like he's shown he showed flashes on the Steelers, and they, the Steelers have like eleven receivers that are good. So maybe he, with him being an opportunity, having an opportunity to be like a true number three receiver, you know, maybe he thrives. Maybe C.D. Lamb breaks out and goes completely fucking apeshit this year. You know, I could see that as a potential thing to happen. You know, Zeke, uh, you know, getting back to his old form and being able to stay healthy and uh, a good running game is a good cover-up for a bad offensive line. Like, if you can get a good uh, rushing game established, you know, you can then all of a sudden the play-action pass and all that kind of opens up. You know, that's that's the optimistic way to look at this team is, like, they do have all of it there, but, you know, the pessimistic side is always thinking about Jerry Jones and what a fucking complete dumpster fire this team can be at times just because of him so yeah I I don't know it's funny I still have him I like I went through game by game with this team looking at their schedule and I had them at 11 and 6 I don't have him winning the division do either of you guys have him winning the division uh Keith you can go first do you have them winning the division I don't um I just I don't have the the faith in them to get it done again this year I think that a lot like last year, we talked about the Seahawks and how it seems like all of the other teams in the division did something this year to get better. And I feel mm-hmm. like Dallas did not do that. So I feel yep. like that gap is going to close. Um, like I said, they, they swept the division last year, and that's what really propelled them uh, to the playoffs and, and that division win. And I think with the other teams, I feel like they all made incremental improvements. Uh, I think that gap's going to close a little bit. And they're going to find a little bit more trouble winning some of those games within the division. So it's going to hurt their record. Yeah, it. I mean, they, they do have some tough games on their schedule. They start with the Bucks again this year, um, two years in a row, only this time it's Sunday night. So that's going to be fun to shit. Um, so that's a fun Sunday nighter. Um, they've got the Bengals. They've got uh, the Rams on their schedule. They've got they've got to hit the, go to the Packers, so they definitely have some games on here that can be could be fun. But Drew, do you have them? Uh, where do you have them finishing in a division? So in the division, I do have them finishing second. I just don't see. Okay. Um, I, it's very possible they can win the division. This this division is always so hard to predict every year. There's so it much parity in this division alone. Uh, it is really hard to predict, and I'm predicting this based on the hopes and optimism that Jalen Hurts makes that step up like Jared, uh, like Josh Allen made when Diggs came mm-hmm. on board. Yep. So I'm really holding on to everything on that alone. But with Dallas, to me, I think they're still a playoff team. I still think they'll they'll, they'll get a wild card spot in that NFC because if you look at these NFC is weak as a whole. Bucks Rams. Who else you got? Like yeah. there's so there's Packers got worse. Right. So yeah. there's a lot of room there for those teams like a Dallas to squeeze in there. But to win the division, I think it's just gonna be it's gonna be tough because I, I do believe they're gonna miss Amari Cooper um and just some other pieces in general. And Mike McCarthy, as we alluded to, he he does not get anybody excited. And so I just think uh, that's where we're gonna be at by the by the season's end. Yeah, Mike McCarthy is probably the least exciting head coach in the NFL. I've got to say that. Um, 
Okay, so we're all not on the Cowboys, which means I think we're all on the Eagles at plus 210 for their division. Um, and they're the next team we're going to dive into. I really like the Eagles this year. Um, before Keith said something, before we got on on here, I thought I was going to be the only one on the Eagles, but it sounds like we're all probably going to be on the Eagles. I think their offense and defense are both loaded. I think Jalen – I liked Jalen Hurts when he got drafted. I really wanted the Titans to take him, and I was pissed that the Eagles took him. And uh, he looks like he's put on a ton of muscle, and he's just like an awesome dude. Like he actually gives a shit about all of the players on his team. He's not too good for people. Um, you know, like he's a true teammate and like – He's everywhere he's been. He's won. So you know, like I, I think that he can. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I I hate the Eagles, and I'm really optimistic about the Eagles. Like I I of all the teams for fucking AJ Brown to go to, of course the Eagles. But um, yeah, I mean they're loaded on on both sides of the ball. Um, I think their only weakness on offense is their wide receiver three, Quez Watkins. I don't like him that much. Some people really like Quez. I don't really like him that much, but I think that's the only weak part of their offense. Their offense is loaded. I think Jalen Hurts could compete for MVP this year. Um, I think that he's got all of it laid out in front of him, and he has the opportunity, if he's healthy, to go out and get a monster contract. I think this is it's all out in front of him. Um, you know, he has the opportunity to really fucking put his name on the map in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think that it's all out there. Um, I think Kenneth Gainwell is actually going to be their number one back this year. I, I like him more than I like, uh, what's his name? Fucking Sanders. Sand- Miles Sanders. Sanders. I had him last year on my fantasy team. I fucking hate that dude. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And I think I actually think Devonta Smith, I think he's going to outperform A.J. Brown. That's that's my prediction there. I actually I'm interested to see what AJ Brown looks like without um, getting a you know having eight men stacked in the box to stop Henry. Now obviously there were some games where last year where Henry wasn't in the lineup and he still played played out of his mind. But I want to see what it what he looks like, um, you know, getting a little bit more attention because the Eagles don't really have. I, I mean they ran the ball a lot last year. If they can continue to do that with these weapons, they could be fucking dangerous. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm all on the Eagles this year. I, I like this team. I actually I have them winning the division. And Keith, you I I'm guessing you do too as well. Um, what do you have with this team? Yeah, I'm there with you, man. A lot of the stuff you just laid out. Um, I, we've been on Jalen Hurts. We've we've been on his side since the beginning. We've been wanting them to to get behind him and really make them their make him their guy. Um, seems like they're going that direction. I like that. Nick Sirianni is going to be coming back for his second year. I thought he did a really nice job last year. They kind of came out of the gate, and it wasn't very good, but they, they changed the game plan. They started running the football. Um, a lot of games are <laughs> running the ball like over 40 times <laughs> to, yeah. to help out. Uh, Jalen Hurts, they led the league in rushing. Um, you talked about A.J. Brown coming over, and it is going to be really interesting to see – how that looks because I'm kind of with you. I love Devonte Smith this year. Now that he's not going to be the only game in town, you know, yeah. and I think they're going to try to throw the ball more. That's Sirianni's background. Yep. That's the way this team came out last year. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but with another year under uh, with hurts under him, you know, I think they're going to probably go back towards that direction. Uh, now that they've had more time to work together, but finally they, they uh, they stopped making that mistake of picking a bad first round receiver, yep. and they went and just traded their pick to <laughs> to get AJ Brown this year. So 
but this team, they are loaded. This offensive line could be one of the best units in the NFL if they can stay healthy. They've had a lot of health issues over the last couple of years, but they have a lot of really good players up front. And, um, yeah, I think they're going to be really good. It's going to be interesting to see what this offense looks like. It could be really scary, and there could be a lot of fantasy points to be had there too. Yeah, yeah. They could be all over the place when it comes to to offense in general. Like I, On paper, it just seems like it could be a really fun offense to watch. And then their defense is just fucking dirty. So, um, And they added N'Kobe Dean just – you know, he just dropped to them. Like, I don't know. This defense is going to be absolutely nuts. Drew, do you like this defense? And, you know, as from a fantasy perspective, who do you like on this offense? Yeah, I mean, I do like what they did um, in the offseason uh, with the defense and the offense. I actually think I gave them the best draft grade in the division. Uh, honestly, I thought what uh, Howie Roseman was able to do in the offseason is actually pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Um, to be able to to stack those picks like he did, trade up or trade to get AJ Brown with the second pick they had there, uh, and they took a really really great guy uh, in the first round who I think is just going to be an absolute beast, and that's Jordan Davis. The, the Eagles they took a little trip down to Georgia. Yeah, they they wasn't they wasn't looking for the devil though. They was they was looking for two players out of Georgia and they got them and uh, Nakobe Dean is going to be an absolute monster at linebacker and Jordan Davis is just going to fill in real nice um, in that uh, defensive line so obviously that's really good um, good moves on their parts I also really like the fact that they brought over um, Bradbury from uh, New York who yep. they, they didn't want to pay a huge contract to. Uh, Bradbury, opposite of um, Darius Slay, of Slay. Yeah, Darius Slay, dude, it's going to be filthy, right? They're going to be able to lock lock these guys down, and it's going to just give so many more opportunities to Jalen Hurts. But I will say this: uh, I'm still I'm intrigued by the Eagles. That's as far as I'm going to go. I still need to see it. I have to see the the, the leap that. Jalen Hurts needs to make to make me feel comfortable about where the Eagles are going to head yeah. uh, this year. They have it on paper. Mm-hmm. They have it in spades. Holy Christ! Yeah. I mean, they have Zach Pascal, who's uh, you know Nick Sirianni loves him. Um, I don't know where Jalen Jalen Rager is going to fit in, but um, they'll have him. He'll be in the they'll rotation. Have him there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll have him somewhere. And obviously, let's not look over the fact that Dallas Goddard's still there. He's 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 going to be a beast as well. So having uh, Miles Sanders with a better line could provide them some stability with a with a with a bigger back. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, as you said, is excited about. I'm excited too. He's a great catch uh, pass catching back. He's shifty. Um, so I think they'll they'll go in with the one two punch with that, but. For me, all the questions remain on Jalen Hurts. Can he make that leap? Can he start becoming that accurate passer now that A.J. Brown's in town? Um, it's fascinating to me, too, that you said that Smith might beat out A.J. Brown. That's a bold prediction, and I like it. I, I just think that A.J. Brown is going to be the veteran that 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 hurts needs mm-hmm. to be able to, he, he's going to need that guy just as every quarterback does, just like Tom Brady and Gronk. They need that safety blanket. And because AJ Brown is so big and so versatile when he gets the ball, 
I think he, they're going to target him a lot. And I think what Keith had mentioned earlier about Seriani liking to pass the ball more, I think that's where we're going to see. Um, so it's very exciting if you're an Eagles fan. They had a great offseason. They're moving into this this year um, on paper looking really, really good. But this also just back her down a little bit and not forget that they are still the Philadelphia Eagles. Um that's true. They're, they're, and this is still the NFC least. I mean, this this division may be in the East, but I feel like they've always had a yeast infection <laughs> happening in this division. Well, I don't know about the the yeast infection in the division, but I am I'm buying the Eagles, man. Like just that, de- like the defensive line between Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Javon Hargrave and Derek Barnett having uh, Jordan Davis be able to move into that rotation, like I don't know, they're I, I just think that they just have so much depth on the D line and they can just fucking cause havoc. That's what I really like about this team and their linebackers are fucking solid and they've got a good sec. Didn't what? Didn't they add Hassan Reddick? Yes, too, they had. They the added. Line? Yeah, they added Hassan Reddick as well. He's, he's top five in sacks over the last like two yeah, years. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's just ridiculous. Yeah, their defense is fucking stupid. Like it's crazy how good their defense is. Like that's why I'm buying them. I actually, I, I don't want to say my my predictions too early, but I really like this team this year. I really like this team this year, and I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans do. I th- and I mean, you guys both hit the nail on the head. Jalen Hurts is going to make or break their season because if he if he comes out and plays like a fucking monster, this team could be yeah. a Super Bowl team with the with that defense and the and the uh, offense that they have. Like they could be fucking ridiculous. But they do ha- they are the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles also, so you never know. They could have injuries. They could you know AJ Brown has had health problems. So there's all kind there's a there's a negative side of this team you can see for for sure. But, um, you know, just on paper, this team looks fucking dangerous if Jalen Hurts can be good. Hashtag yeah, and, filthy with a PH. Yeah, hashtag yeah, filthy yeah. with a PH. It's coming. I will say this, though. I mean, this this is Jalen Hurts' year. Um, it's it's shut up or, or or put out, man. Like, he has, he has no excuses at, after this yeah, year uh, in his, um, his trajectory and his uh, – you know his star power, and like I said, I, I'm I'm expecting and hoping that he's going to take that leap forward like Josh Allen did when he got a, a really nice receiver in there. And now he's yeah. going to have really three great catch uh, catchers of the football in that offense uh, to lean on. So definitely, all this all the arrows are pointing up for the Eagles this year. There is no question. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm Never. not going to be over the moon yet yeah. until I start seeing all these pieces work together, uh, and, and, and shell out. So I, I do have them winning the division now. If we want to jump into that, I, I they are the division winners in on, on this side of the table. I just – I'm still just – I'm just uh, a little leery until I see it. Yeah, I've got them winning the division too. I think at plus 210, I like that that bet. Um, if you can still oh, get them at plus yeah. 210. I have them going 11 and 6 also like with the Cowboys. I don't know I don't know who's going to I don't know how the uh, the tiebreakers are going to work there, but somehow I think the Eagles win the division. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I definitely can see if things go bad and Jalen Hurts isn't playing well, the Gardner Minshew factor and then all the, all of a sudden I, you, I can see that universe where like there's like a big QB controversy and like they want to get Gardner Gardner Minshew some reps um 
I could see that happening as well. Like there's there's two two defined paths I think I see this year. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited for Jalen Hurts. Honestly, I think that he could make himself a fuck ton of money if he plays like a fucking maniac oh, this year. Did. Yep. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with uh, the dregs of this division right after this. All right, we're back, and we're going to be talking Washington Commanders. The fucking dumbest name. Uh, I think they should have gone with uh, the Washington Primes or whatever the fuck else that, that we called them last year. The I can't even remember Congress, what we called them. The Washington, Washington Congress. They could have picked anything other than fucking the, red the Commanders. The Red Potatoes. The red but, yeah, I mean, this team... Getting Carson Wentz is like the dumb. I I don't know why a team would be like would trade for Carson Wentz. Um, that's kind of crazy. Um, the rest of this offense is, is kind of good. I mean Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. I mean that's really good receiving core. Um, Antonio Gibson played really well last year when healthy. I mean, and the defense two years ago was completely dirty. So like there's. A lot of pieces on this team. I just completely do not like Carson Wentz. Drew, I mean, when you look at this team on paper, I think the glaring hole is quarterback. Yeah, I I understand that. I mean, Carson Wentz is, boy, we, we've been burned a lot on Carson Wentz. But if I really have to be honest with you, I do think it is an upgrade for them. It, it, it might be slight. It might be slight, but I do think it is an upgrade for them. Um I, you know, Carson Wentz really hasn't had a whole lot of great receivers to throw to. Now he's going to have Terry McLaurin, and then he's going to have Dotson from um, uh, Penn State, who's mm-hmm. got great hands, really, really great hands. He's not huge, but um, he's going to make a lot of catches for them. And then hopefully with um, the guy that used to play for um, Carolina. Curtis who's, Samuel. Who's gonna, yeah, Curtis Samuel. Hopefully he's going to be healthy this year. So. Yeah. Um, he, he's got the pieces there. It's just whether or not they can Carson keep Wentz. the drama. They, they got to be able to keep the drama out of the locker room, not only from the ownership point of view, which is a complete dumpster fire, <laughs> yeah. but also the drama that seems to follow Carson Wentz wherever he goes as well. Yeah. Um, he's just not – he's not the greatest of leaders or teammate. But in all seriousness, though – he can throw the ball a little bit. I do think Tyler uh, Taylor Haneke, he was just so up and down. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Carson Wentz can be that way too. But like I said, he's really, really never had a great skill set of guys to throw the ball to um, like he has now in Washington. Like these upgraded weapons for him. I mean, Terry McLaurin is going to be filthy if these two can connect. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a huge problem with his fantasy value last year was that he was getting the ball from Heineke and it would just wasn't consistent injuries. Mm-hmm. We had, if you remember last year, I mean, freaking, um, uh, I draw a blank on his name, but he got hurt like in preseason and we never got to see or early in the season. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we never got yeah. to see Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he played. He played um, like one quarter, and <laughs> his leg fell right, off. Right, right. You never <laughs> seen him sling it to to Terry McCarron and all that. So, yeah. I am intrigued a little bit by that situation, to be quite honest with you. But they still, they're going to be faced with the toughest schedule in the division, 
They have a terrible schedule. They have a lot <laughs> that they're going to have to overcome, um, especially on that defense. As you alluded to, they didn't really live up to expectations last year. Young is going to be coming back from a tour right ACL. Um, you know, the lo- the linebackers in the secondary in particular are really thin, so they cannot afford injuries at all. Uh, Montez Sweat is still a beast. Yeah. Um, so, like, they're they going to have – and I like Ron Rivera. I mean, I really do like Ron Rivera. I think Riverboat Ron is a good coach. It's whether or not they can make this all gel and, and make this thing all come together. But nothing really excites me when I see – or talk about the Washington Commanders, but I do think they'll be a half decent football team, that like a 500 football team. Like they're not going to be a complete dumpster fire, but they're not going to be anything to write home about either. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned their schedule. I had written down here weeks three through ten. They have the Eagles, Cowboys, Titans, Bears, Packers, Colts, Vikings, Eagles. Like that's a tough very, stretch. Very uh, tough. Stretch. Very tough stretch and. Personally, with the way I look at it, if you take all the teams in the NFL, other than maybe the Cowboys, to put Carson Wentz on, a person who's a terrible, like a locker room cancer, putting him in this environment, I think is the worst possible situation you could ever have with Carson Wentz. So that's why I am like, I don't like this team at all. I've got him going seven and ten. Keith, do you feel as down on the uh, Commanders as I am, or are you? Do you feel they're more of a five hundred team? I think they're probably the worst team in the division this year. Okay. Um, I think I, I agree. Carson Wentz is, a, is an upgrade for them. The problem here is I think he's going to a worse situation than he had last year. Mm-hmm. And he, he played well last year. There were a lot of categories and metrics where he was actually a top 10 NFL quarterback. And one of those was interception percentage, which has always been his problem. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like last year – and throughout his entire career, his issue has been really poorly timed mistakes. Yep. It's just followed him everywhere he's gone. Um, and, and I feel like this is a worse situation. So I feel like that's something that is going to compound for him here. Um, I don't think the team around him is as good. The, the offensive line that he had last year is probably the best he's ever played behind. Um, and I think and he had the best run game in the NFL and a good defense to back him up. I think everything about the Washington team is just kind of a step down. Mm-hmm. I do like his weapons, uh, McLaurin, Dotson. I'm excited to see Dotson watching the lot Penn State. So that's exciting landing spot for him. There's not a whole lot of other competition there for him. Um, but as far as like Antonio Gibson as a fantasy pick, that's kind of scary because I feel like they just don't trust him mm-hmm. to carry the load. They re-signed McKissick, who consistently takes third down snaps and, and pass opportunities away from him. And he's Gibson was a wide receiver in college, and he doesn't get the opportunities to catch the ball out of the backfield. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, they drafted another running back this year out of Alabama, Brian Robinson. They took him in the third round. So that's kind of a sketchy situation as far as the run game goes, as far as fantasy at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. I mean, and I think, like, yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of question marks on this whole – whole roster and at quarterback could do you guys see like a quarterback carousel potentially like they they took sam howell i in the draft like i could see him potentially if carson wentz is a complete dumpster fire i, I could see heineke getting reps i could see howell getting in there at one point if they're bad so 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have them finishing behind the Giants. I've got I've got them slightly above the Giants, but I, I don't. They're plus four fifty for the division. I, I would never I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole because I just don't like the Carson Wentz situation at all. But but yeah, I, I mean the the receivers are fun. The receivers could could potentially if they had a legit quarterback, this team could be really good. But I, I don't think they have a, a quarterback on this roster. Heineke kind of feels like one of those guys that as a backup, he's always going to find his way into starting games. Yep. Kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it's kind of funny that Heineke is the one that took Fitzpatrick out. So he's maybe taking the throne on. <laughs> he's taking the throne. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see it where like he comes in late, late in the season and they go on a run and like then, then next year they don't know what to do with him again. Well, just, I mean, Carson Wentz is injury prone as well. He, like, is. He, had, he sprained both of his ankles on one play last year. Remember? <laughs> yes, I, I, I do remember that. <laughs> he, he's still he played through it, of course, just so that the Eagles would get another first round pick. He, <laughs> you know, had probably played the most playing time he's ever had in a season. But uh, just rem- he is kind of a little bit fragile. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. I, I, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> Okay, so our last last team in the in the division uh, to break down is the last team in odds to win the division. The New York Giants, they're plus seven hundred uh, for the division. Um, this team always, I mean, it's kind of very similar to every other year with the Giants. It's going to come down to Danny Dimes. If you like Danny Dimes, this is his last. I think his last opportunity this year is with. Uh, with this team is to if he doesn't produce i can't believe i can't imagine them staying with him after any further beyond this so um i i don't like him at all though <laughs> i feel like he's looked awesome at times but he also has been completely terrible for most of the time saquon barkley is he actually going to be healthy is he going to be the beast that he could potentially be um and yeah, that's really all I have on the Giants because I don't I, I don't love them. I think that they, uh, of the teams in this division, I, I look at them as by far the worst. Um, two years ago, they had some flashes on defense, but that I don't know where that went, and they've only lost pieces on defense. They haven't really gotten much better, so I, I have them going six and eleven. Keith, where where do you have you? So you have this team above Washington. What do you like about this team? I, I I'm excited about their new head coach Brian Dayball. Uh, okay. Coming over from Buffalo, okay. I, I think that the turnaround that he showed with Josh Allen from Josh Allen's first season with him was just nothing short of a miracle, basically. Okay. I, I mean, when Josh Allen came out, he, he was throwing like, I don't even know if he was hitting 50% of his passes. And now he's like the best quarterback in the league. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it could, could be a fun offense to watch. They have a lot of uh, talented pieces. Um, just every year it feels like their issue has been keeping those pieces on the field. Mm-hmm. I think if a healthy Saquon, Kadarius Tony is a game breaker. They still have Kenny Galladay, who didn't see the field very much last year. So and there's a lot of fun anything. pieces there. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, their offensive line is pretty decent. I think a lot of their questions are going to come on the defensive side of the ball, and they certainly tried to address that in the draft. And I think then they have two first – top 10 picks or something yeah they, yes. they had a Thibodeau um, they took, seven. yeah yeah t- seven. they took Thibodeau and Evan Neal uh defensive linemen those guys should both be able to step in and make an immediate impact for them on the defensive side but um I'm just I'm kind of excited to see what Dayball does with his offense and Daniel Jones I think 
they could definitely make a step up. I mean, fucking Jason Garrett was coaching this offense last year, so it's anything's got to be better than that. <laughs> that that's very true. Uh, Garrett Garrett coaching this offense is definitely <laughs> that was hilarious that he, that they added him. But yeah, I, I mean the Daybowl thing is. I mean, if he can work his magic with Danny Dimes, I mean. You know, now's the time to do it for Danny. If he can, if he can play well, um, he, this is his last opportunity with his team. And I would say, as a starting quarterback, I can't imagine another team trying to give him an opportunity if he sucks this year. So, yeah, uh, you've got Barkley playing for a contract too this year. So, I mean, we you see all the the photos of him training and stuff. You know, he's got his tree trunk legs out and he's looking amazing. So, I'm hoping he can put a whole season together. We haven't seen it for quite a while. Yeah, it's been quite a while. Drew, from a fantasy perspective, do you like Saquon this year? And what do you think of the Giants this year? Yeah, I I think I do like Saquon this year. His value is half decent uh, where you're grabbing him in drafts. Um, there's a, why I like him is because of the upside. He's going to he's gonna catch a ton of passes this year. He really is. Danny Dimes is going to need him to bail him out because their, their offensive line isn't great. Um, it's not and it's not all star, and I think Danny Dimes is going to have to rely on Saquon a little bit more. So I do expect him um, to come out and provide that round three value that that we're seeing him fall to right now. Um, it's still early, and those uh, ADPs certainly change as we move into the end of August. But right now, um, I I would not be too too worried about drafting Saquon. I mean his upside is insane. Yeah. Right. The the, the dude is is an absolute monster when healthy, and um, I think an offensive minded coach coming in is really going to help him and Danny Dines. But Danny he's in that contract year. This is he's playing for a contract, so you got, you kind of want to see him take that leap and see what he can do. Can you guys believe that last year, um, Darius Toney and Galladay combined scored zero touchdowns? That's insane. Zero. And that's their two top pass catchers. So that's got to improve this year. I mean, by at least one. <laughs> by at least one. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully it does. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I and I and I will say this: I think the Giants, through the draft, had one of the better drafts in this division. Um, I do like what the, what they did uh, within the, within the selections that they had, um, and so I, I do give them a little bit of credit there. Uh, they got a new defensive coordinator as well, and Mink Martindale who is a very aggressive defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, loves the blitz. And so we could see uh, a different dynamic um, from that unit this year, possibly. But they're still, you know, they're a seven-game win team for me, honestly. Um, I, I, there's still not a whole lot to, to get excited about, even though we're all excited right now about everything because we haven't seen a single snap yet. But I think once... Once the dust settles, we're not going to – the Giants are just going to be – they're yeah. just not going to be up to snuff. Yeah, they could – I mean, I'm just really blah on them and and Washington. Um, but it's funny you have them at seven. I've got them at six. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't see a world where they 
actually compete for the division. But, you know, that that contract year thing with the quarterback and the running back both being in contract years, I mean, you do yeah. have – I mean – Players do play their best when they're trying to make fucking boatloads of money. So, I don't know. That's that. It'll be interesting to check in on that later in the season and see how they're playing. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, just thinking about the amount of money they can make off of this season is crazy. I mean, um, especially with Jones. I mean, he's going to be a backup the rest of his career if he doesn't do well this this year. So, um, yeah, absolutely. The amount of financial incentive for him if he wants to get get paid. Um, yeah, he's got to play out of his mind, but yeah. So we're all in consensus with the Eagles winning this division. We're all in consensus with, well, Drew and I are in consensus with Dallas coming in second and making the playoff. Keith is a little more shaky on Dallas. Um, Washington, so you, Keith, you're saying you potentially think the Giants could be in the in the second place position in this division? Is that really where you're th- going? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that before, but after this conversation here, I think Dallas will be there. Yeah. Um, I, I do I do just have a little bit of optimism for the Giants. They could be a fun team to watch. If, if Dayball can turn the offense around, and as bad as that defense has been sometimes, we could see some really fun shootout games with that team. Yeah, like it, it could be a fun team. I, I don't see it, but they have the pieces to be fun. Um, but yeah, so we're so we're all in. So we all have Dallas second, um, then you know Washington and the Giants kind of battling battling it out in the bottom of the division. Um, I'm ex- excited for football to start, so, but I think this is one of my least favorite divisions, to be perfectly honest. Like, a late December game between Washington and the Giants, uh, like, in prime time, is, like, the my least favorite thing to happen. Like, I hate when those things happen because they're always like, oh, yeah, let's throw on Giants, Giants commanders, and it's going to be, like, both teams are completely out of the playoff race, and they're just trying to figure out what to talk about. So, yeah, yeah. Um, this is one of my least favorite divisions, but um, I am super excited about the Eagles. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with our fantasy studs and duds for the division right after this. All right, so fantasy studs and duds. Last year we were we guaranteed you a person to play terrible by calling a person our studs. Um, our fantasy studs of the week always seem to be terrible, um, but we're gonna try and try and right the ship this year, and we'll go with our division studs and duds and who we think is gonna stand out, who you really want to be focusing on on drafts this year from this division in particular, and who you want to avoid completely. Um, Drew, do you want to go first with your stud from this division? Who do you who do you love this year out of this division? Yeah, so obviously there's there's a lot of players here that that can make the leaps and bounds, but the one guy that for me personally that I just see has the most potential to really win you a fantasy league is CD Lamb, just because of I the like sheer it. volume, the sheer volume that he's going to see early. Uh, and develop that chemistry also with Dak is just going to be amazing. I have him uh, as a top uh, as a top tier receiver 
And then my next break would be that Mike Evans line where Mike Evans would be like in my tier two uh, worth of the receivers. And he's going to be fantastic this year early on as well. But for me, CeeDee Lambs just has all the credentials and Dak uh, is the best QB in that division. It just seems like a no-brainer for me. I'm, I'm drafting CeeDee Lamb um, with my second overall pick pretty much anywhere I can get him. I actually like him over Devontae Adams, believe it or not. I, I, I can agree with you on that. I don't, I'm not a huge lover of Adams in, uh, in Las Vegas. But uh, Keith, who is your fantasy stud out of this division? Who do you really like? Yeah, yeah I'm going to piggyback off of Drew here a little bit. Um, I'm going to go more of a value route. I think with the departure of Amari Cooper in that offense, Dak is the best quarterback in that division, and I think you do want a piece of that pass offense for sure. Um, I think CD is a little bit expensive for what we've seen out of him so far. I just don't know if we've seen that chemistry between him and Dak that Dak had with Amari. And last year, we really saw how Dalton Schultz, a tight end, kind of did become his security blanket. And I think that C.D. Lamb is probably going to garner a lot more attention from other defenses. So I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit more of a value route to get a piece of that offense, and I'm going to go with Dalton Schultz at tight end. I, I like that, and you guys both sticking to the Cowboys, even though we're not you know we're not all really excited about them. We're going Cowboys offense as the studs. Um, my stud, I actually, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I think he, I don't think he's going to be a high-valued quarterback, but I actually like him this year to be in the conversation for MVP. I think that he is going to seize the opportunity to make a fuckload of money this year and play, play his fucking balls off. And um, yeah, I think I think he's going to have a big season. So I, I like Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to be targeting him in all of my fantasy leagues. Um, all right, coming to duds. Who are the guys in this division that you don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole? Keith, you can go first. Yeah, I already mentioned him earlier. Antonio Gibson running back for the Commanders. Uh, I just don't like the fact that he's not getting that third down work. He's not getting the ball out of the backfield, getting those PPR points for you. Um, he has had a couple injuries over the last couple years. Um, and I just... In that offense with Carson Wentz, there's a potential for Carson Wentz to be turning the ball over and putting his team behind. So that's going to be a lot of missed snaps for Antonio Gibson. Yep. And, and he's still going pretty high in draft. So just at the cost and the risk there, plus they brought in Brian Robinson, another third-round running back. It just doesn't seem to add up to the, the bell cow at the price that you got to pay for him to get him. Yeah, I, I like that as a, a dud pick. I don't. I don't love his situation and the fact that they're drafting running backs, like you said, they, they don't trust him. And this team play, being down, a team that's going to be down a lot, that's not going to run the ball, <laughs> that's always a, a big red flag, especially with a running back. Uh, Drew, who is your dud? Who's the guy that you want to stay the hell away from in this division? Yeah, so for me, um, just because I've been burnt by him, I guess, especially you, Kev, you've been burnt by this guy, is Miles Sanders. Yep. Um, Fuck him. His value <laughs> is, is, is being shown this year, uh, you know, it, a lot better in terms of, you know, you're not over, you're not overpaying for him. But I just, I just think it's going to be a committee approach for that Eagles backfield because um, I, I do believe that offense does take a step up. Obviously, with that offensive line being graded as one of the best in, in all football, that's going to help a guy like Miles Sanders. But I don't like his attitude towards fantasy football, for one. 
and fancy managers. That's you never like to see that. <laughs> that just always is off-putting. I don't care who you are. It's just when a guy comes out and blasts fantasy managers saying, "I don't care about your fucking fantasy football." It just it always rubs me the wrong way, and I don't want to take a guy like that. And I don't want to take a guy who who isn't a committee like he is. And when we're seeing the presence of Kenneth Gainwell and and him getting getting more carries throughout the years, and 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 Miles Sanders, just to be honest too, he's been kind of banged up as of late. But I, I, there is a a devil a devil uh, within me saying that you know he he potentially if everything goes right for him would work out for where he's being drafted but I'm just I'm just staying away I just I, I just been burnt by him too many times and I don't like running backs within that committee approach yeah I uh, running back by committee is always fucking terrible I hate I hate trying to draft anybody who's in that situation and it's getting harder and harder to do that because so many teams try to roll with that model especially with the longer season trying to keep people fresh but yeah I I I don't like Miles Sanders, especially after last year. He completely bent me over a barrel. Um, yeah, that one was not fun. Um, but yeah, my dud, my dud. I have multiple duds. I have all of the uh, Commanders receivers. I don't, I don't like Carson Wentz. I don't think, um, I don't think he really moves the needle for me. I don't like him. I think he makes mistakes, and I, I don't know. I just don't love, love those receivers this year. So like. Uh, scary Terry, I, I wouldn't touch him. So I, I don't like, I don't like the the outlook for him. I'm probably completely nuts, but yeah, those are my duds. All right, it, we went through a lot with this division. It's probably one of my least favorite, like I've already mentioned. But you know, just to get start start talking football and see you guys and be able to start talking football again has gotten me super excited. Leading up to this uh, tonight. And starting to think about football and take some notes and start paying attention to some of the news and stuff like that. It's kind of kind of exciting, and it's going to get us more and more exciting as uh, the news really starts to come out and we get to the training camp. And obviously, everything we said tonight could be completely changed by the time the season rolls around. But um, we appreciate everybody listening tonight. And next week, we're going to be back breaking down the AFC East. Until then, we hope you have a great week. Um, And stay tuned for more of our podcasts to come. Thank you very much for listening. We out. Thanks for listening to the First and 30 Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And share the episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. 